Hi everyone, it's The Honest Recruiter um, and I'm here with Adam Staunton who is a comedian. Um, I saw him, when did I see him? About a month ago now uh, in Sheffield and he was just, he killed it. Um, so I reached out to him, um, had a bit of a chat, had a bit of conversation with him and we've uh, we've got him on today. So Adam, how are you mate? You alright? I'm great. Really important question before we even start. Are you allowed to swear on this? Of course you are. Okay, I'm not going to be swearing all the time. It's just I need to know if I can or not. Before <laughs> we start talking. Of course you can. Of course you can. I, no, I swear not all the time, but I swear a little bit. So yeah, yeah do what you want. It's, yeah. So, so this is for this is for LinkedIn. So right, okay. So it will go on LinkedIn. It will mm -hmm. go on other socials as well. It will go everywhere. Um, oh, right. I, I don't understand I LinkedIn. I've never used it. I don't because really, when I used to have a proper job, I made one then. But then I used to do extras work, so I treated it like right. it was like my page on like an extras website. So I just put like loads of headshots as if you know employers are going to be asked about what I look like, and then um, just gave like a little bio about like my hobbies and stuff. But instead of actually talking about what I'm good at in work terms, so but I don't understand <laughs> what LinkedIn is for. Is it like Facebook but for business stuff? Sort of. It's right. like a mixture of, what is it a mixture of? It's like a mixture of Facebook and your CV, I guess. Um, ah. So it's, it's weird. It originally started as pure business. What, like people used to reach out to each other to just to do business. But you know what it's like, social media. So over time, it's more, um, it's become more and more Facebook. But yeah, yeah I mean. Cause don't, get this, yeah. don't take this the wrong way. I'm not so saying this in like an offensive way. I don't get why having me on this is going to help you. <laughs> No, no, it's it's not about that. I mean, ah. I'm okay. So, the, the, like I say, it's going it's going on LinkedIn, but it's also going on other socials. So it'll go everywhere. Um, we obviously we're on Spotify as well. Um, so it'll go sort of everywhere. We've we've got people coming on, or people that have been on that we've just not released yet that have got hundreds of thousands of followers, and they're from different backgrounds. So I'm trying mm. to what we're trying to do is interview people from from businesses as well who might be owning businesses, running businesses, but also from completely different careers or completely different art forms. Um, so we're trying to, we're trying to speak to people and, and really understand what different avenues there are out there for people. For nice. example, one of the, one of the guys I've got on is, um, he's a, a gaming streamer. So he's completely oh, cool. nothing to do with business, but he's, uh, he's someone that I've watched for a long time. I do, I, I play on Warzone and stuff like that. So oh, he's nice. someone I've watched for a long time. Um, and I just think it makes sense to interview and speak to people from from every different yeah, background, yeah. really. Did he ask you for a tip? He always asked for a tip. Like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe. He's a good lad. He's a good guy. But, um, but yeah, I just think it's important to speak to people from completely different industries and, like I say, different art forms and, yeah, and yeah. understand people and how you've got there and what's out there and, and yeah. So it's mad to I, I, see I, when I, I grew up playing video games and I remember like playing like SNES and, and 64 and the idea that you can make money from just playing computer games would have blown my mind when I was about 12. I would have been made up to hear that that was the future. Yeah, I don't think I'd have ever come out of my bedroom if yeah. I knew that. <laughs> they make <laughs> It's crazy how much money you can make. They yeah. can make a fortune. Like the top Warzone players, like just streaming, I'm not talking about... Um, competitive but just streaming they make literally millions yeah i mean do you watch awesome games done quick no 
Oh, watch it, man. No. It's on. It's on YouTube. It's just people trying to complete um, computer games in like record times, and they're doing it for charity. <laughs> so, and they do. They, they go to these big, massive convention halls in um, hotels and stuff in America, like enormous spaces. Yeah. And you could see on the live stream like just how many chairs are set out for people, and um, they just play all the old classic games like as quick as they can. If you're into games, still like check that out. I mean, I'm yeah, sure yeah. you're busy. You're, you've got actual like responsibilities and stuff. But if you've still got, <laughs> sure you got like a mortgage and stuff but if you've got time <laughs> check that out it's really good yeah i will do man i will do i yeah i am into that sort of stuff and it's it, like i say it's mad to think how much money can be made from from something that what 10 years ago you would not have made a penny on. It, it, it would, it, 10 years ago your parents would have been ashamed of you for spending too much time <laughs> doing it they would have said get out there and get a real job and earn some money but now it's like it's kind yeah. of the opposite it's like stay in get a good internet connection and yeah. make some money <laughs> There's, like, 10-year-olds making millions. It's crazy. Oh, mate. <laughs> you know when you see, like, 10-year-olds unbox and stuff on YouTube and they've got, like, millions <laughs> of subscribers and you're thinking, I have to go to, like, a cafe now for eight hours and serve coffee to people, <laughs> which is my <laughs> other job. I have to, that's yeah. my other job. And I just think, oh, God, I was born in the wrong generation. Because my, my generation, yeah. I don't know how old you are. How old are you? 33. All right, so we're pretty much the same age. We were the first generation. Yeah. We were the last generation that grew up without a phone. How mad is that? Yeah, I had one. It wasn't a proper. I mean, I had like a thirty-three ten, like yeah, a, yeah, a same. brick. Yeah, in, same. When I was like how old, like thirteen, fourteen, I think. Yeah, yeah, thirteen I, something. Mine was. So yeah, it's crazy. I, I paid fifty quid for mine just because I fancied the girl who was selling it. And I just, I had no mates, so there was no reason for me to have one because I had no one to ring anyway. And it didn't even have the internet <laughs> or anything like that. And now it's just, you've got the entire world on your phone, in your pocket, like all yeah, that yeah. information. It's terrifying. Like, I was thinking about this. Yeah. And my parents' generation, um, they've seen so much more change techn technologically than, than what we have because they saw yeah. the invention of, like, the television, but then, like, also the internet. And, like, they put a man on the moon and stuff like that. It's just, it's terrifying how quickly technology is moving. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, the internet was like, they still weren't sure if it was going to take off. Yeah, like, they thought they it was going to be a fad. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, no, no, it's not, it's not as good as the telephone. Now people actively avoid talking to people <laughs> on the telephone. Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, no, I, no, I do. Like if someone rings me on the phone, <laughs> I put it under my pillow sometimes because I just, I don't want to answer it, but I can't stand the ringing. It just makes me feel so guilty, but I don't know how to put it on in yeah. silence because I'm terrible with technology. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm really sorry if people listen to this, if my mic is terrible. I've got like a really old laptop, so I don't know if my voice is going to sound awful on this or not. No, 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 it's coming through fine. No, it sounds good. Good, it, okay, I'm really paranoid um, about that because if there's one thing that you don't want to listen to for like half an hour, it's one person's audio being terrible and the other person's being normal, you know, because it sounds like I'm <laughs> recording from a submarine or something. <laughs> no, it's good, man. It's good. Okay. Why cool. don't you... Um, You've got a gold so we, mic. We... I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on brand. Are you in? <laughs> <laughs> you would think so. It's uh, it's gold-plated, mate. It's from, it's from Argos, I think. Wow, mate, it was going so well until you said Argos. It's gold-plated from Argos. Just say the first bit. I just painted it, that's all. Um, <laughs> why don't we talk through then, um, go on then, go through your career. What what have you you know, what have you know done so far? What got you into comedy? How, how did it all start? Um, what got me into comedy was not wanting to have a job. Um, 
which didn't work out because I've got a part-time job now. Um, but that's just to make money because <laughs> I want like holidays and stuff. But how, how I got into it, I, I did a course in uni, which doesn't sound like it's possible. Um, but it was only like a two, two, three-week course. So it was like a mini course that they offered to the students who were in uni if they wanted to do something like extracurricular. And um, I went yeah. along to the first couple of like meetings because that, that's it's weird because when you do a comedy course, you have to do your stuff in front of the other people who are doing the course. You don't have like an audience. Yeah. And it's kind of weird because you're doing the same bits over and over because you're trying to hone them and get them better. But then yeah. the amount that they laugh at it like goes down because they've heard it more. Yeah. So by like the last like rehearsal, if you want to call it that, everyone's just dying on their arse because they're just doing the stuff to silence. <laughs> but it's not the case. Yeah, it's yeah. just because we've heard it so many times. So that was weird to get the yeah. heads around. And then I did the first gig and everyone's friends and family were like invited because they made a point of, oh, invite right. people that you know. So everyone turned yeah, up yeah. and the gig went so well. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is like the easiest thing in the world. I'm going to be boss at this. And then I, I was shit for about six months after that because I was gigging in front of actual yeah. people, you know what I mean? In front of normal yeah. people, not friends and relatives anymore. So in complete contrast to that first one, the next six months were terrible, but I just, I remembered how good the first one went. And I just thought if I can right. get that kind of reaction again in front of people who don't know me, I'll know that I'm actually, I'm cut out for this. And slowly yeah. but surely I got better and better until I kind of hit like a peak where, I mean, there's loads of wanky ways of saying this. Most people say, oh, they found their voice. I don't really know what that means. I think it just means you stop being shit. But I, <laughs> I was quite like stopped being shit fairly early on, which is very yeah. lucky for my, you know, mental health. Um, and from that point, it's like something just clicked and I've just been kind of, I've, yeah. I've been pretty good at it ever since, which is all I've ever really wanted, to be honest. Like, you're going to ask me about, like, business stuff, the business side of it, and thing about a lot of comedians is that a lot of them have got undiagnosed ADHD um, and a lot of them have got like undiagnosed mental health problems as well and I think I've definitely got like a little bit of ADHD um, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if you can just like self-diagnose yourself with a little bit of ADHD I don't know if that's like a medical term but yeah why not I want a label <laughs> you know I want a label that I can blame shit on why, oh, Adam, why, why are you so bad at admin because I've got ADHD leave me alone I suffer, you know? There you go. So, and I am terrible <laughs> at, like, the admin side of stuff. So when it comes to, like, building myself as a business, I'm not very good at that at all. Um, it took me about two years of doing comedy before I actually started to um, write down my gigs on, like, a Google Docs thing so that I could pay my taxes properly. So Because you have to put in, like, yeah. how, you know, how much you earn and how, what your expenses are. I didn't realize that you could claim yeah. back for stuff expenses-wise, if you were self-employed. I had no idea. So I spent, like, two or three years just, like, going to hotels and getting taxis and just not getting receipts. And, oh, when I think back to it, I mean, literally, like, about a thousand, thousands of pounds I must have wasted on just not knowing that you can claim stuff back. Because no one tells you that. No one... It's crazy. It's cra like, it's, in school, I've, I've right, always... it's... One of yeah. the things that wind me up about when I look back at my education is the fact that they don't really give you an adequate, um, like, the ability to, to fend for yourself in the real world. They just teach no. you how to pass tests, no. which pisses me off. Because, like, in, in, once I've left school and left university, left education, I'm not going to need to know 
so much of the stuff that you've been drilling into me so that I could pass a test so that Ofsted give you an outstanding rating. You know, I'm going to need to know stuff like like how to become self-employed if I so choose, how to fill out the tax return, stuff which is going to be easy to yeah. do. And instead, suddenly you become an adult and it's like, oh, by the way, here's all these responsibilities. Good luck paying your rent each month. It's just like, yeah. fuck, could you, could I have a little bit more help? I've said this so much. Yeah, education's bizarre because, mm. like you say, it's like a driving test. They teach you how to pass the test, yeah. but then when you pass your test, you learn how to drive yeah, properly, yeah. don't you? And you, or, or not, but <laughs> you or know you what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But it's like, the, it would take, how long would it take? One term, maybe, half a term, yeah. to actually just do a little bit of tax yeah, or yeah. a little bit of adult responsibilities or something like yeah, that. Definitely. Have a little lesson Like in politics as well. I mean, they, wanna re- they, wonder, they wonder why yeah. a lot of younger generations just aren't asked about politics. It's just because they never actually, like, taught to engage with it from a young age. It's just seen as, like, a boring no. adult thing. You know, and this is why politicians yeah. Yeah. end up acting like celebrities to try and get those young votes because they think that is what they need to do instead of having stuff like, you know, policies and moral integrity. <laughs> well, speaking of moral integrity, Jesus Christ. Um, we The thing is with politics as well, it's getting more and more that way. Like you say, it's more and more just, you know, a likability competition. Sound bites. You know, who can, who, yeah, who can say the most controversial yeah. shit and get you out You can say the and, right thing. Oh, I will tell you whatever you want to hear just so that you'll put me in power. I don't know who said it. There's a really great quote by some philosopher who said that those who seek power should very rarely have it. I think that's so true yeah. in politics. Wow. I think when people are like desperate yeah. to be like prime minister or something, it's like, oh, I think you're a psychopath and you shouldn't be allowed anywhere near <laughs> policies which could damage people's lives. Are you political at all? Um, I am interested in politics, yeah. very interested. Um, the, my problem is um, <laughs> I'm very central and that doesn't sound like a problem, but it really is a problem because mm. I piss everyone off. Yeah, yeah. So I tend to think, like, people talk to me about, I don't know, people will say something about Boris, and I'm like, yeah, he's, he's a dick. But then, but it's often those people that are bashing Boris that will be defending the left, and I'm like, well, I'm not particularly keen on the left. Yeah, yeah. Like, the left has gone too left for me, mm. and then the, there's no integrity That's on why it's side called too left. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you could, yeah, yeah, you could exactly. be too left exactly. or you could be too right. I, I like to, I like, I, the centralists yeah. are people who I think know how to have an actual debate because they, they don't yeah. pick a side. They listen to both facts and then come to some kind of logical conclusion. Whereas I think people on the extreme left or the extreme yeah. right, they ju- they're so reactionary. I think a lot of them just want to have a reaction yeah. and it can be for political clout or it can be for like social media points, you know, just for likes on Facebook. And I think that's, I don't know, there's something we've lost. Yeah. We've lost that art, I think, of being able to actually have a debate. Yeah, it's tribal as well. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people just subscribe to one side or the other because, you know, they live in a certain area or their mates yeah, do yeah. it or their dad did it. Or, oh, especially, especially politics. Yeah, definitely. People vote because, yeah. their, because their parents voted for that party. You know, it's like, like yeah. they support Liverpool because their dad supports Liverpool. It's like ingrained in people, I think. And it's going to take like a couple yeah, of generations to, to get rid of that. But I don't know. I'm too, I don't know what the solution to any of that is. And that's the thing. I wish... I, I wish the polit- politi- more politicians would admit to not being able to do stuff and actually, like, give jobs and roles to people who can instead of just giving it to, like, their, you know, extended family and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how amazing it would be if they got jobs on merit? 
Jesus. Yeah, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? That's just not the way the world is. Comedy's a bit like that, though, to mm. be honest. Some of the best acts I know aren't, aren't, aren't on telly and like probably won't ever be famous, which is a shame, because as much as you've got to be um, funny and, and as much as you've got to be creative and entertaining and stuff like that, a good, I'd say, like, 60% of it is just fucking luck. You know what I mean? You just, you can't tell sometimes when you're going to get picked up or when you're going to get, like, plucked from obscurity. Like, there are people on the circuit who do so much. They create so much content, and they're so consistently good at every gig, but they just can't seem to crack that weird glass ceiling that I think exists. What? What's that route in comedy? Is it Edinburgh? Do you have to sort of do Edinburgh? It was and then, back in the day. And then I don't think it is anymore. Nowhere yeah. near as much. There's like a big, every year, there's a kickoff amongst comedians about Edinburgh because of how expensive it is to do. Um, rent prices it's for crazy. accommodation it's... is just extortionate. I think they're bringing in a rule, actually, to say yeah. that the um, that landlords in Edinburgh won't be allowed to kick out their tenants during August and then charge, like, triple their rents. Like, they've had to bring in a fucking law to do that. <laughs> um Crazy. And so, as like ten, I don't know, maybe ten years ago, something like that, it was probably like the way to do it. You got, you get, you have a show, an hour-long show. You go to Edinburgh, do that show every single day, and then off the back of that, you then might get into TV warm-up work, and then from TV warm-up work, you then get yeah. into panel shows, and then panel shows live at the Apollo, and then boom, you're famous. But now, it's so much more um, self-produced. Like especially in yeah. the north, there's okay. so many great comedy podcast in the north i've got a mate called um adam rowe and he's he does a podcast called have a word with dan nightingale which is amazing it's really good and adam's been on live at the apollo right but he is he is more famous for that podcast than he is for being on live at the apollo and that's purely because he's reached right. so many people. They've got thousands and thousands of um, of Patreons, and they organise these events and they sell out every single time. And that's nobody from the from the BBC or the telly helping them out. That's just them doing that with their own little team. And I kind of think that that's the way yeah. it's been going like that for a long time. Like you've had a Twitch streamer on this on this show, which is indicative of of where that kind of thing's going. The idea of being a businessman. Yeah. It's changed from, you know, putting on a suit and tie and going to meetings and stuff like that. It's just more about getting on the internet and reaching as many people as possible. That's how comedians are getting famous now, which is great. Yeah. It's, it's similar with, on, on, on a slightly different level, I know Adam Rose funny as well, um, but Joe Rogan, he's, I mean, he's been doing comedy for how long? A long yeah, yeah. time, but... And obviously he got into TV and did that, but his podcast is really what's made him Yeah, definitely. Clips as well, because, I mean, I think because no one's got an attention span anymore, you just see those little clips of stuff (laughs) on him on Instagram, and it's so easy to, that's why why everyone's got a podcast, because it's so easy to clip a bit out of it, which is um, interesting or or funny or whatever, stick that on TikTok, before you know it, you've got, you know, a million hits, hundreds of thousands of new followers and then you can start well selling whatever you want to them you know if you, if you want to you know and then you get that's when you start getting sponsorship yeah. deals and stuff like that how many listeners does this get you know we'll see won't we? <laughs> um we'll it depends see. on how interested you are Adam. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how interested yeah, you yeah. are no no, no that's what i mean i'm the guest yeah yeah 100 it's what, so you you mentioned comedy and like the future of comedy. You see it like 
being mainly online, I guess, mainly sound bites yeah. and oh well, everything is. Been a way to push everything's people. online, isn't it? So obviously, so stand up's a massive, still a massive thing. I for me anyway, I, I go to a fair bit of stand up, and for me, it's still a massive thing. Do you think that's dying a little bit, or do you? No, think it's I think I think thing? they. Um, the end of, of lockdown is really... Because a lot of people on the circuit were worried after lockdown ended that it wasn't going to get... Audiences just weren't going to come out again. And I, and I didn't see that. I've no, I mean, it's it's gotten a little bit worse recently, but I think that's more to do with the cost of living crisis, which is just stopping people from actually being able yeah. to go out at all. You know, and, and you can see that in how many yeah. cancelled subscriptions Netflix has. People are really having to clamp down on their entertainment, which is a shame because I think if you deserve yeah. anything in life, it's a bit of a distraction from how shit it is. Um, and going to exactly. live comedy is a nice way of doing that. So, I mean, I've, I've had gigs pulled in the last couple of months just because they've had like low ticket sales and stuff like right. that. But then conversely, I've been to gigs which have been packed out. And I think it's just to do with um, so many different factors. It could be to, to do with what else is on. Oh, um, I lost you. You know what I Still there? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Something just like... No, something I've got you. Just, I've got just paused you on my end. So I just thought something had gone wrong. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it could be to do with anything. Is there, is there something else going on at the same time? You know, is there football on? Are there other events on? Is the weather is the weather too yeah. nice? Sometimes I think the weather can just be too nice because even if you've got tickets to a comedy night, they are, if it's so nice and you're just like, I don't really want to sit in a dark room and listen to some blokes talk about their dick for twenty minutes each time. I'd, I'd rather just stay in a beer garden. Comedy works better when it's cold. It's weird. Yeah, no, I get that. Do you see the um, Will Smith apology? Have you seen that? Well, that Will Smith, day? I want to be in the news again. His apology. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> when I thought that was, I, oh, I, man. When I thought that was just a huge setup from the way go. To be honest, it just this looked a bit I too did. staged. Yeah, I did. You know what I mean? And I, I, I was sometimes yeah. I, when stuff like that happens, I have a, I Google their name and see if they're like going on tour or if they've got a book coming out or something like that. I think Chris Rock has a big tour coming up after that happens. It's just a nice way of getting some publicity. I just think it's a bit too... How could somebody march up to somebody who's hosting the Oscars and not immediately be tackled by security? Not not just that, though. He he did it. He marched up to him, slapped him, and then went back to his seat, carried on, and then still got his award. Yeah. At, like, yeah, half an yeah. hour later. That's what? weird, isn't it? <laughs> I yeah. was watching it. This is the most surreal thing I've ever seen. Did in my Chris life. Rock? Did, Chris, was, was Chris like, still on stage when Will Smith got his award? No, no, he wasn't on stage right. when he got his award. But he was on stage for a good, a good ten yeah, minutes yeah. after. Um, and it's just like, and you could just see Chris Rock just kept looking back down. And it was like, that's what so is going, weird. What I mean, nobody on? watches the Oscars. <laughs> I mean, nobody really watches them anymore. And I think that that's them being like, what can we do? You know, similar to when. Um, Remember when Madonna and Britney Spears kissed for no reason whatsoever? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone, yeah. I just, I don't get why people don't get that that's a a, a publicity stunt. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, yeah. are they seeing each other? Are they dating? <laughs> no. <laughs> they're, in the, they're in the They're in the entertainment business. They want like, some what? fucking attention. <laughs> what do you think they're doing? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't, I've never believed that. Um, when I first saw the video as well, I used to watch wrestling. And, um... They they do this thing where when they slap someone they stamp their foot at the same time they to get the to get the yeah, noise and it kind of looks like you did that as well. It's like whoa, good shades of Steve Austin. 
<laughs> Did Chris Rock clap his hands together? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> off the raffles. <laughs> Did you, did you, no, yeah, did you bizarre, believe it? Did you buy the it? The apology. I sort of didn't know what to... Like, my first thought was, that can't yeah. be real. Because it just didn't yeah. look real. Like, he, like, Will Smith's quite a big guy, and Chris Rock's pretty small. And when I first saw it, I thought he'd, he'd have probably gone down or, like, stumbled mm. back a lot further. He seemed to be able to just yeah, stand yeah. still. And it's like, well, he's a lot bigger than him, Will Smith. He's a, he's a big bloke. Um, so at first I thought, that's dodgy. And then the fact that he got his award, I was like, that's yeah, even yeah. more dodgy because you wouldn't, there's, there's no way that should yeah, yeah. ever happen. It's like the rewards of um, it for slapping a, the host. Yeah. Bizarre. Bizarre, man. Really weird. Hollywood is like that, though. It's, it doesn't make any sense. But the apology is hilarious. It's not really an apology. To be what fair. does he say? Um, I think Chris Rock's... Uh, he just, he talks for a good while about... Um, He's, like, apologising to his family, which I don't know why he needs to do that in public. I'm pretty sure he should have done that in person. But he's apologising to his family, apologising to his fans. And then he's sort of saying, you know, he's been doing a lot of soul-searching and, and all this stuff. But he doesn't really, really apologise yeah. to Chris Rock, but it's messaged as an apology to Chris Rock. And then I think Chris Rock's responded basically saying, go All right, wow. Well, <laughs> oh, beef. Yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah, I think, well, apparently Chris Rock said to him at the beginning, the, sort of the day after Will Smith tried to apologise or something, and apparently Chris Rock said, I'll come to you when I want to speak. Um, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just how long can you drag out the beef to keep getting sales? Oh, just fucking have a fight at the car park and get over it. Put him in a ring. Yeah, yeah, put him in a ring. <laughs> Everyone wants to see that. Just put him in a ring. Oh, wow. I hate him. Um, I hate, like, so. Reading- you know, like Hollywood celebrities who like like to become philosophers every time they're interviewed. I hate all like like the worst than politicians because yeah. at least like with politicians you can tell that they're trying to like um, confuse you with like <laughs> big long words and complicated yeah. language. But when these celebrities come out come out with it, it's because they actually think they're like spiritual and eloquent and interesting, and it's just like, now nah, you've just been disconnected from reality for so long that you don't know how to talk anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> must be such a weird thing, especially when if you're young and you get into that yeah. circle and you just, your whole life is just about what yeah. you do on screen. Like, oh, you're, and you're, you're not, like, no one teaches yeah, and, you how to. and you have to, like, explain everything that you're thinking. You have to you explain your thought process for it, but yeah. out loud. Like, I don't care how you're getting from yeah, A to B. Just give me the answer to the question that I've asked. Have you ever seen a show called This Is Us? <laughs> Oh, no, it's, it's American, no, no, right? Me and my ex started watching it in lockdown. And it was really, like, well shot and stuff like that, like a lot of stuff on Netflix is. House on Haunted Hill is another one that's, like, was shot really well. But the dialogue, man, yeah. it just so, it sounds so unnatural because basically it's just the characters just give yeah. monologues to each other all the time about their emotions and how they're feeling and stuff like that. It's like it was written by, like, it's like the writers were all therapists and they forgot that they, apart from their <laughs> clients... When they don't see them, people don't talk like that anymore. And it, it's all about like relationships and about like, you know, um, relationships between partners and relationships between parents and stuff like that. And it, after like about three seasons, they started running out of like storylines. So then they were like, oh, we'll give them kids and we'll give, we'll make the kids start doing all these like monologues. So you've got like a kid who's meant to be nine years old and she's having this big like soliloquy about how like, 
people's in school, their actions have effects like ripples in a pond and stuff. And I'm just watching it. Think, what the fuck is going on? Why don't people talk properly in this in shows like this anymore? <laughs> it's bizarre, man. It's bizarre. Speaking of speaking properly, like there's loads. Before I oh, came yeah. to see you, um, there was loads of drama around, and I think there still is around comedy around chef so Roy Chubby Brown oh, yeah. cancelled um and I don't, I don't know all the I, I don't know all the background I, I didn't really to be honest yeah. do that much looking into it but I can guess why but it, it's something doesn't sit right with me about him being cancelled for for a comedy yeah. I mean he's a comedian um and I don't know if he said anything in particular that is you know ridiculous I've not seen anything but like what what is going on with all that like I think because, people like Roy Chubby Brown, I've just become a bit of a target for people who want to cancel someone, yeah, and kind of act like, oh, we've we've yeah. had a victory over like hate speech or whatever they want to describe yeah. it as. He's just unfortunately one of those targets. I say unfortunately for like his fans and stuff, because I mean he's got fans definitely, um, and I've I've watched the Roy Chubby Brown DVD years ago. I watched a video. Yeah, that's how long ago it was. You put it in a VCR and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, yeah, I just yeah, pressed yeah. play on YouTube. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I've not bought the DVD for 20 years. <laughs> um, and, and don't get me wrong, there were bits which made me, be, were a bitch made me go like, ooh, fucking hell. But then there were other bits where I was laughing. And I was like, well, I, I, I don't know. Is, yeah. is it, am I now a bad person for laughing at his jokes and finding them funny? Does that, where does that end? Do you know what I mean? Because you take his set, you take yeah. half of the stuff he says that people say is controversial, and you give it to Jimmy Carr, and you let Jimmy Carr do it, and so many more people will forgive him. First of all, it's a class thing. He's middle class and he's a little bit posh. So therefore, yeah, yeah, oh, he I mean, must be doing it ironically because yeah. he's too intelligent to be actually, to like mean this shit. Do you know what I mean? Whereas with Boy Chubby Brown, yeah. we're class yeah. fella. I think a lot of people are like, oh, look at this typical thicko um, insulting foreigners with no appreciation for their culture. And it's like, well, I don't know if comedy is really the place to have appreciation for anything. It's it, everything is there yeah, to be picked point. apart and you know laughter and um, that's not the way it is di dissected. You know what I mean? It's it's not we're not on stage to like well, fucking talk about how great everything is. We're on stage to talk about how shit everything is. Yeah, and and often you're a persona, aren't you? you? You're saying something. I mean, Ricky Gervais explains it better than me. I, I watched Ricky Gervais on a podcast talking about it, and he was saying. Um, that it, th there's nothing that can't be joked about. Mm. Like he said, it depends on the joke. Like it, it, it's not, there's literally no subject in the world that can't be joked about. Yeah, yeah. It all depends on the joke. And he sticks with that. And I get him. Like the, uh, you're a persona, you're a comedian. You, it's not necessarily what you think and you don't go home yeah, and start yeah. thinking these things. Yeah, it's yeah. just a joke. I mean, it's just a joke. And I think it's going to be the same. I mean, I don't know Roy Chubby Brown, obviously. And it's, it's not so much about him. It's more about the culture, but like, I'm sure he doesn't go home and think these things. No. It's just a and joke. It does. And I it was, works. I, and it makes, I saw a documentary. Um, I didn't see all of it, but I saw this really interesting bit where it, it, he showed some of his writing process. 
and he's got like all these whiteboards and stuff hung up in his garage and it's got all of the material on and stuff like that and i was watching it thinking you know what you do actually work hard you are a hard-working comedian you don't just write like 10 racist jokes and then pad them out and like right that'll do it's like no you actually do write stuff which is observational and interesting and stuff like that and i just sometimes you just you want different types of humor like sometimes i'm at a gig especially like an open mic gig and there's people going up and they're trying their best and they might be new comedians and stuff but i've i've seen so many of their um kinds of sets before they always open with uh, like a lucky like joke they they do like they always talk about their crazy mate dave who took drugs and did a mad thing once and then you describe that mad thing and once you start to recognize those patterns it gets a little bit dull and sometimes i'm watching it thinking i, I just want to yeah. see like some fat working class shite just come on and just slag off his missus for like 20 minutes like sometimes I just want to watch that, you know. Sometimes I don't want to watch people trying to reinvent the genre. Sometimes I just want to see some just fat, drained, yeah. exhausted, pissed off fella. Like one of my favourite comedians in the world is Eddie Peppertone. Have you ever heard of him? Oh, no, mate, not I saw no. him in Edinburgh, right, with Ramesh Rang and Ethan because we were both doing this show, and um, I'd never heard of him before. Yeah. But he had this massive buzz at the Fringe that year. And he did the show called Bloodbath, and me and Ramesh went to see it. And I, I have never come as close to actually dying in my entire life because I could not breathe. <laughs> He's just this fat, bald, angry New Yorker who just screams his head off about how shit life is. And how he's got all these wonderful, like, surreal metaphors and stuff. And it's just, yeah, that's sometimes you just want that. You don't want people coming on trying to be intelligent. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you do. And sometimes, yeah, I'm in the mood for that. But that's the thing. It's people people have, not, not only do people have different tastes, but I think those tastes themselves actually do change sometimes. Sometimes you want to see, sometimes you want to just hear jokes, sometimes you want to hear stuff you can relate to, sometimes you want to just see something daft, sometimes you want to hear a bit of musical comedy. That's what's great about comedy, you can get up and do whatever you want, and that's why I don't think it should be edited. It's such a lovely, it's such a lovely art form, and it's one of the few that you can do as a poor person, you know, there's no gateway there, you know, you don't have to spend... Um, money on like uh, on piano lessons and stuff like that if you want to you know do something creative that way you can just get up on stage and do whatever you want and yeah. I, I love that freedom and i hate the idea that it might be taken away because people just want to get some fucking retweets <laughs> you said about before about um you saw that thing with roy Jimmy brown's process and he's got whiteboards in his garage and, and shit like that a lot of people think that comedians are just funny mm. people like you you go to school you're funny you're just a funny person then you go out on stage and you just say stuff and it's funny but there's a lot of, i mean there is a lot of hard work that goes yeah into comedy cause i mean comedy the hard right. work is really in the in the admin side of it because like i say so many comics are creative but they've got yeah. no ability to control their own lives so the hardest bit sometimes is just keeping yourself motivated to actually like do the dishes <laughs> because <laughs> because you have to do like real adult person shit you can't just like get up mid-afternoon eat shite have a have a drink go go to your gig have it go well get drunk and go home again you have to like continue to function as a real person and that's partly why i've got a part-time job it's partly because i want more money but it's also because i feel like it keeps me it gives me some structure in my life and because comedy it, it does kind of lack yeah. structure because you can be gigging like every day of the week one week and then not at all for like the next two or three weeks so it's 
because it's so haphazard, yeah. it, encu- it encourages you to be like that in other aspects of your life. So I think it's so hard sometimes yeah, yeah, to yeah. just remember to, <laughs> no, you know what? I'm, I'm going to change my bed sheets because it's been, it's been a couple of weeks. Just shit like that. Dude, just, <laughs> that's the hardest bit sometimes. Yeah, it's been a, it's been year, a year. They're starting to stink. I need to, I need to be an adult. I need to take those bins out. <laughs> They've been full for ages. It's just, it's stuff like that. And traveling, that's a bit of a pain as well. You know, yeah. um, closures on the road. Trains getting delayed, um, you know, price of fuel going up. Um, someone was talking yesterday in one of the forums, actually, it was dead interesting about how it might get to a point where comedians just stick to their area of the country because it's too expensive to go anywhere else. Like, so many acts just can't afford to gig in London regularly. And similarly, London acts can't afford yeah, yeah. to get out of London gig in other places, which is a shame. And ultimately, it's, it's kind of the audiences yeah. will lose out on that because it means that they won't get... They won't get those perspectives yeah, from people outside of their little bubble. Yeah. It's, but that, that's bizarre because, it. I mean, comedy does work like that where you get someone that's not from around you. I know it works both ways because sometimes it's, you know, they've got, yeah, they've yeah. got that local knowledge and they can, they can really have a go at something. But it works both ways, I think. I think it's nice to have people in oh, from outside that are, you It's know, just nice to hear another, another accent sometimes. Um, it's just... It's just nice to, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, Geordies exist. You know, it's a nice reminder. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I got done. I got done yesterday from uh, the missus um, <laughs> for being sexist. And I wasn't being sexist. Well, yes. you tell me if I was being sexist. <laughs> so I was... <laughs> I'm playing it safe. <laughs> She's all, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> women's football, yeah? Women's football final. Um, we were, I think we were winning. We were one nil, one nil up. We were, I was gigging. Did you I'm watch not it? Gigging. I was out with my mates. No. Right, right, right. So we were, we were one nil up. We were doing well. Um, and I was flicking through Facebook and all I could see was people saying, um, like things like, if you want a job done properly, you know, ask a woman and all this stuff. And then one of my mates, um, <laughs> one of my mates put on there, um, <laughs> the men have not been able to do it for blah, blah, blah. Um, the women showing us how it's done or something, something like that. And I just said, you're not comparing the same thing. Like it's, it's a different thing. Like, like it's, I'm proud of, of what the women have done. They were obviously the best team in the tournament all the way through. They were unbelievable and they've, and obviously they're going to inspire loads of people. Um, so yeah, like really proud of what they did, but I was proud of the under twenties when they won it. But, if, to me personally, it's not the same as if the men won it. I wouldn't be on this podcast now if the men had won the final yesterday. I'd be in a ditch somewhere, probably crying still. Um, and it's like, I, like I, I didn't think I was being sexist by saying mm. you're not comparing the same thing. And then a couple of other, other people sort of said to me, "You are being sexist." And I'm like, I don't understand. I'm being objective. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. it's not the same sport. Like you, you can't compare. You're not comparing the same thing. So I got in trouble with the missus last night because of it. But do you think that's sexist or do you think that's people just looking at, at things out of context? Well, I think you're allowed, to, you're allowed to see women's football and men's football as two separate things, you know? I think that's, that's allowed and you can yeah. be more into one than the other if you so choose. I saw all those memes. I thought it was a that's shame that, like, that the, the women's team won and everyone's reaction was to be like, ah, shit, men. Shit, aren't men shit? Why are you still talking about men? Yeah. Why don't you just talk about how great the women's is? Why do you have to use it as an excuse to slag off men? You know, who's puss? 
Yeah, who's, that's my who's, entire like, point. What position yeah. are you trying to take? Are you trying to? Do you have you actually enjoyed it, or do you just see it as an opportunity to slag off blokes? What's the why? You, what you get out of this? Just fucking enjoy the <laughs> match. <laughs> Which is fair enough. <laughs> Which is fair enough. Yeah, but yeah. To be honest about it. If you if you just want yeah, to slag yeah. blokes, that's fine. But well, yeah, I got. In you know what you need to do when you have thoughts like that is that you need to um, you need to keep them to yourself. That's what I do. I, I you just need to tell people what they want to hear. That's been my most of my life. Um, I've just I've told people what they what they want to hear, and then slag them off with people who I actually enjoy being around behind the back. That's that's what people. That's what that's what you do, isn't it? That seems fair. Uh, that's well, I mean, most green rooms, right, or car shows that I've been on with comedians. Uh, some of the <laughs> shit that we say. It's it's horrific. It's horrendous. We 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 joke about fucking murder. <laughs> we joke about babies being kidnapped. We joke about Epstein's Island. We the kind of stuff where if we were if it was found or overheard by somebody who was offended, they could probably get us like cancelled by just telling Facebook. But you know what we do? We don't say it when they're around. <laughs> Is that so? Is that so hard to do? <laughs> if you see someone and you think, oh, they might get offended by this, maybe just wait until they've left the room and then say it with your mates. Is that so hard to do? That's fine, but that's offensive shit. I don't think oh, I would right. be offensive. No, sorry, I was making a different... I, was, I, I wasn't trying to compare <laughs> what you said to it, us making Epstein's Island no, I jokes. I was trying to compare that. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that list? The Epstein Island. Ah, too There's many famous people on it, mate. Too many influential fate. Fucking Clinton's probably <laughs> on it. Nah, man. That's if that list came out, so many people <laughs> would commit suicide. We're over like the next couple. Of, it's just too dangerous. It's like yeah. the Panama Papers. They, they got. Remember when they came out? Yeah. Remember when yeah. Alan Baldwin yeah, killed someone? <laughs> Remember when? Yeah, that, was, that, that wasn't that long. Remember when the, when the when the lazy put the cat in the bin? You know, I just. Matthew Brazera killed, killed uh, some people in Ireland. It's just, people just forget about stuff. There's just, information moves so fast. Yeah, people just get distracted immediately. Like, we're going to host the Euro, um, Eurovision um, next year, I think. But that'll be a thing. And I'm sure there'll be some horrific um, case involving, like, like, R. Kelly or something like that. And everyone will be like, oh, my God, this is disgusting. And then the next day, oh, my God, can't wait for the Eurovision. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Yeah, Everyone yeah, forgets yeah. shit. It, it, this is yeah, like a yeah. golden no, right. era to be like a murderer, uh, a famous like murderer, a famous nonce, famous whatever you want to be. This is a great time to do it because people will be fucking shocked and appalled and then everyone will just forget about it. Fucking Kevin Spacey is going to be in a film soon. They'll you know be... I mean? <laughs> they'll be shocked appalled they'll change the Facebook profile yeah, to yeah. have the little border oh, I hate that remember when everyone yeah, was doing it for fucking it. Ukraine <laughs> it's like oh nice one mate yeah you've said you've said your thoughts and prayers have it's you like, nice one I'm sure that'll I'm sure that'll help Dimitri who's got no house <laughs> <laughs> thoughts and prayers I love that I love that what businesses do you interact with on this oh, podcast um, okay, so we, well, we, we, I interact with l loads of people. A lot of them what are do you do? Um, but a lot of them aren't. To be so, um, mm. we're a recruitment business. 
Um, so we we have certain specialisms in recruitment. We're not just a generalist, but um, so we work in sort of certain sectors, like four different sectors. Um, but yeah, we, I, through through LinkedIn and through through what we've been doing over there, what I've been doing, I've, I've spoken to people from so many different backgrounds, and, and not necessarily clients. Like I said, people sometimes just re- reach out and just sort of like you were saying before about things like tax. Like I've had people in new business reach out and just be like. I've got a tax return to do. Can you help? <laughs> I'm like, well, I've never met you before. I've never spoke to you, but yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link. Like, I'll, I use this YouTube <laughs> well, video. Well, that's so nice of you, considering that you're in um, recruitment but, and nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre what we, like, I get asked to oh, help wow. with loads of different stuff. And I'm like, do you know who, do you, do you, do you <laughs> Yeah, you'd be Carly Devil Can you build me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's bizarre. And I'm like, well, I can get you someone that can imitate it, but I can't do it myself. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's bizarre. But yeah, no, I speak to, I mean, like I said to you before, we've got people coming on from loads of different sort of industries, loads of different backgrounds, loads of different arts, um, you know, streamers. I've got some um, social media, like content creators. They're not, um, are they comedians? I'm not sure. <laughs> they sort not the of, they're not the first person to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> they're one of those couples on social media that sort of prank each other and oh, I love those couples and I love it when they split those up sort of <laughs> yeah man that brings me joy yeah that's yeah. whole life and then they split up whole life and they go radio silence yeah. like excuse I'm fucking invested here you fucking tell me <laughs> why you split up who cheated on who and who got the baby <laughs> Fucking tease me like this. Six months watching your happy yeah. lives together. I want to see the fucking they, misery as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine how sinister oh, the prank Oh my god, that's a great idea. Doing. Why has no one done that? A divorced couple pranking each other, but with horrible shit like they the twits and all. Oh, oh wow, like psychological stuff. That's a great idea. <laughs> Yeah, but I've got, like I say, it's, it ranges. Um, I've got some CEOs from some sort of really Whoa. big multinationals that are coming on, um, that have been, that have been on. Um, and some, some like fintech people from like crypto, Whoa, and crypto, crypto businesses and that sort of thing. I Just know so of, many people who have lost yeah, money man, on that. Fucking great. Pandora's box. <laughs> Pandora's box, mate. It is weird. Yeah, crypto. Yeah. It's a weird world, man. I mean, I, I only saw, I started doing it. When did I start doing it? About two years ago. Um, and like made like literally five wow. times my money in about six months. And I was like, whoa, this is amazing. And then yeah, I'm back yeah. to what I put in at the start right now. <laughs> like it just, it just, you like, and the thing is you can't really withdraw it oh. because it goes against your tax. So you just leave it in there because you think I'm oh, not going to, I'm like not going to start with the tax return and all this shit. I, yeah, it, yeah, it's like having shares. Yeah, yeah. It's the same as having shares, um, like stocks and shit. So you, oh. you can't just withdraw I it and shares. just go, you know, that's more I thought you said it's like having shares. I was like, what? Crypto's <laughs> <laughs> like having shares. <laughs> There's loads of shares. Loads of shares I, was, I can't take them out. Can't It'll go against my tax. <laughs> Fucking living room's just full of shares. <laughs> Ah, yeah. I'd love to do crypto properly, but apparently you have to, like, watch it like a hawk. You have to be, like, constantly, basically on it, watching to know when to, like, withdraw and stuff like that. Depends who you're <laughs> listening to. Um, yeah. And it depends what you think. So, so right, okay. So, I'm, I'm, this is definitely not financial advice. <laughs> 
Um, but I think, I genuinely think wow, that crypto really? is the future. Bold statement like, I think that. that we'll go away from, yeah. I think we'll go away eventually from my fiat currency and we'll go yeah. towards crypto or some sort of digital currency. And it might be completely different to what cryptos we've got now. It might be that every country has a digital currency that's not made yet, maybe. That would make probably more sense than crypto, to be fair. I might be on something there. Um, but, yeah, I think some form of digital currency will take over. I don't think we'll have cash in 20 years. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think anyone will have cash. Um, to be honest, I never have cash anyway. I don't think I've seen cash for about six months. I just don't carry it. But And a lot of people are like that. Um, like we, got, I was out the other day having a drink, and someone was coming around the pub, um, from a charity and she had a card machine and I was oh, like, Oh yeah, you could just I've buy them. Seen this people before. get them for Edinburgh like, shows because obviously people have their cards at Edinburgh shows. There's everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's genius. I mean, it is genius because like you've got, you've not got the yeah, excuse yeah. anymore. Like I've got no oh, change. Mate, I hope well, homeless people get them. That'd be great. Imagine that. So I've got no change. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's fine. I've got a card machine here. Just put in however much. <laughs> feel like donating <laughs> see the excuses people come up with then <laughs> I'll buy you coffee yeah, I, don't yeah. want coffee. I, I want, want some, some shares <laughs> yeah. yeah well yeah you could do with the chair as well I suppose I knew this homeless guy <laughs> by ours called Rick and he was um, he was great I used to just chat to him mm. and like give him a bottle of water and stuff like that and I was made up because I was like oh I've got a homeless guy now you know what I mean? I've I've got one that I get on with and speak to, so I don't have to feel guilty about not giving anything to any of the other homeless <laughs> guys. But he's disappeared now, so I'm back to feeling guilty again. I'm gonna have to pick a new one, but then I'm scared to. Well, if I pick a new one and then I see Rick again, then I'm gonna be like, ah, oh. it's like seeing your old barber. <laughs> when you go to a new barber and see your old one, you've got a haircut. You're like, oh, oh no, I feel like I've betrayed you somehow. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting way of looking at it, man. So, we've been doing this for about, how long have we been yeah. on? About an hour? Something like that. So, do you want to go through what you're doing then? What's coming up? Where people uh, can find this you? This is why I'm, this is like why I'm, what I'm you doing part soon? of the self-employment side. I never really plug myself because I don't really do anything. I am actually starting a podcast um, of my own. I'm still debating on what to call it. Hey, what do you think <laughs> of this? Do you think my so-called podcast is funny? Because when people review comedians on TripAdvisor, they're fuming and they leave one star. They always say the so-called comedians. So I thought so-called podcast would be a funny way. Yeah, Yeah, all right, I'm going to go with that. Have you had that review? Is that that why you're bitter? No, no. No, I don't think I have. I've not got to that stage where, like, I Google, like, TripAdvisor and then myself. And I'm I'm not at that stage. I just stick to looking (laughs) at the ex's profiles on Instagram. That's, like, as... Stalkery as I get about myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your yeah, podcast I is going to be I called. I think I'm probably going to call it my so called podcast. But I was thinking about because everyone's got a podcast now, and they're always they're all pretty much the same format. You just sat with your mates having a chat, and that's fine. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. I should try and I could try and anticipate what's going to come next, and I think what's going to come next is, do you know okay. the way people just have clips of their podcast on social media? 
like 10 second clips and they end up getting way more interaction than the full length shows because nobody's got um, an attention span yeah. and can't pay attention to people talking for more than like 10 minutes. So I just thought, well, why not make a show where it's just those yeah. clips? So I just interview a load of different people, do a load of different things, then edit the best bits from every single one and put it into one like 10 minute video and that's like series one. You know what I mean? Almost like it's a podcast and a show at the same time. Okay. Because I just think if you're trying to engage yeah, yeah. with people, okay. it's so hard to do it long, long format, you know, like long form. It's so hard to keep people's attention. Yeah. Like some people now, yeah. when people, when comedians used to do like hour long specials, that was the norm. Now people do like half hour ones and it's just because people just get restless. I've seen yeah. it at gigs. That's why you have to have breaks in between the acts. In America, they don't do that. They just have like one after the other. Yeah, yeah. But in Britain, um, we, we need those breaks because if you try and have a gig where it's just one act and then another act and then another act, people are going to freak out. They're going to, they need to go for a ciggy. They need to go and vape. They need to go and, you know, do a line, whatever they need to do. Yeah. Get a beer. Get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to, I'm trying to anticipate that. That's the all I've got going on. Not. <laughs> okay. No, it sounds good. It's it, like, it's hard to, like you say, you know, podcasts are all, a lot of yeah. them are very much the same and it's, it, you know, and like you say, people tend to, tend to engage more with those short clips, especially oh, yeah, yeah. if it's funny as well. Like obviously you're a comedian, I presume you're going to have comedians on as well. So yeah. that's how you get people it's in. It's less of a pain in the arse to subtitle as well, because you've got to subtitle all your videos now, which is difficult. This is, this is the new thing that comedians moan yeah. about. It used to be, um, oh, I don't get booked by this place or, oh, you know, this place have booked me and now they ignore me emails. But now it's like, oh, I have to do a fucking clip. <laughs> <laughs> I have to sit here for four hours putting subtitles on this clip and then I'll upload it and it'll get 50 views. It's <laughs> the new thing people whinge about. Oh, I've got this. This is something else I've got. I've got this, right? It's like a bouncy ball because I've, fi I've started doing like meditating right. and stuff and I figured that it's so much easier for me to concentrate yeah. if there's an um, like a rhythm in the background. So now when I'm writing, I walk around and just bounce that ball and catch it. Yeah, mad that, isn't it? That's interesting. Um, I just that? assumed that, that would, that's what would happen. <laughs> and I was right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, I started doing the meditation thing, Humans. and it was really interesting. But then I noticed that I can focus a lot easier if there is, like, a beat. If there's just, like, a, you know, like a... Like, I used to have an... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Called, you know, the... Newton's Cradle. I used to have a Newton. Oh, I used to have a yeah. Newton's Cradle, but I lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found it so much easier to concentrate when there's just like a rhythmic noise in the background. So now I just, when I'm writing and I'm trying to concentrate, I just bounce that ball instead. Because that's the thing about having ADHD, which I've definitely got, um, <laughs> is that you get distracted <laughs> so easily. And it's so easy to be distracted, especially in your own home, because you've got so many distractions. You know, you've got you've got your phone. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. I work yeah, from home. Yeah. How hard is it to yeah. just do your work yeah, yeah, sometimes? Yeah. Well, for me, for me, it's it's weird. I mean, I only mm. went from home when COVID happened, um, and we all sort of we made the decision we, we were just going to work from home, and then we've stuck with it. I find it really easy, yeah. but I know it's not easy for everyone. It's just it just. I have these. I have like a a fairly long dinner, and I think that does it for me. I have like an hour and a half. Um, so I'll get something to eat, 
probably play a bit of cards, maybe look at some content, like stuff like that. So I have a really fairly long dinner and then I don't get bothered by stuff for the rest of the day. But things, yeah. different things work for different people, but it, it, it has to work for you if you're going to do it. Like, yeah, yeah. No, you're getting nothing you done get if you're not one of the people, people where it works. Do you ever get people ringing up your business and being like, hey, can you help me, like, do me work? (laughs) (laughs) Is it, yeah? (laughs) That's sort of what we do. I mean, like, well, sort of. I mean, businesses could recruit for themselves, technically. I mean, but it would take someone in that business a lot of time out of their week, out of their month, out of their whatever. I mean, recruitment is, I mean, it's fairly straightforward, but it's just very time-consuming. Um, and it's, it's a lot of hours and and that's why people use us because it's like, if you're, you know, if you're a manager or a CEO or a director or something, you can spend all that time trying to headhunt and try and find someone when you could just pay someone else to do it and they can spend. And plus, if that person doesn't find you someone, you don't have to pay anything. So I could be, I could be searching for months for someone, get someone and be like, yes, I've got the perfect person. And they go, I changed my mind. I'm like, yeah, it yeah. cost me months, but I can't charge you for anything. Yeah. Are you, are you successful then? It's a company, really weird world. Would you but, say? But yeah, we, um, yeah, 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 we're doing really well. Yeah, we're, we're four, four, four and a half years in, um, okay. and we're doing really, really well. So yeah, we, we through COVID, we, um, we won some pretty big contracts, um, and things sort of, went up sort of went off exponentially really um which we weren't expecting because of covid we thought think we thought we were going to have to like really sit tight but it just went the opposite way and we've just kicked on from there so yeah are you on trip advisor are you on anything like that any kind of Uh, i don't know (laughs) no no no, yeah. uh, we should be. We should be. The only place you can review me is LinkedIn, and you can just message me and call me whatever you want to. <laughs> a lot of people do. <laughs> you can't sort the car or something like that. You can't score the uh, MOT. <laughs> it's one of those oh, well. things. One of those things. So your podcast, where are you going to put it? Are you going to put it the clips out yeah, on just, just on social, social, or social gonna, media, YouTube, that all that bollocks, all that usual stuff? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll link you in all of the comments. So I'll I'll touch base with you after, and we'll when you get yours up and running. We'll oh, mine, mine will be mine will be a while. I have to um, fill them loads of different things, and I need like some people. I only need for like ten seconds, so it's going to be so trying to get comedians to like <laughs> turn up to stuff on time is dead hard as well. It's like hating cats because they've all just stoners yeah, who get up in the afternoon. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's going to be tough. <laughs> Okay, man. Well, when it happens, we'll um, we'll, Cheers, mate. we'll we'll push it. But this will go out. I'll uh, I'll let you know when this goes out. But it'll go out on Spotify. Um, I'll be putting clips out on Facebook. I'll tag you in all those. You too. Well, it's been really thanks, great to have you, very man. Much. Thanks this, for coming it's, on. It's weird to think you you saw me at a gig and now you're, we're you're talking via Zoom. <laughs> yeah, man. Honestly, you killed that oh, gig. I, were you on I the was front literally row? crying my eyes out, and then I was. No, so I was uh, I was over like on the right hand side. I was a bit further back. Um, there was it was a small get. There wasn't that many people there. They'd sold loads, but then um, I think women's football was on that night. But also it was hot. It was one of those really that hot week we had where it was mental. Um, so I think bloody about women's football turned up something like that. <laughs> it's not even the same as men's. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, yeah, thank I you. Absolutely thank killed you. it. So, um, so yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, it's been it's been good, man. So I'll uh, yeah, I'll get this out on socials and we'll. Uh, Cheers! I'll thank you for listening to you soon, man. Bye, mate. See you later, bro.